When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the same day, Michigan was finally crowned national champion after a long time without that uh, feat. Ohio State goes into the news cycle with a couple of major pieces of news. Letterman Row is here to break it all down. Tim May, the 40-year vet. Andy Backstrom on the other side of that screen. It's weird because they're crisscross, but Ohio State, not crisscross. They know exactly what they're doing, trying to get back on top of the mountain as Michigan is there right now after beating Washington uh, down in Houston. Something about Houston, and I'm not going to say it. Uh, Andy Backstrom again on the other side of that screen. That's Tim May. I am just Spencer Holbrook. Let's talk about it, fellas. Um, Over the weekend, Ohio State lands a transfer portal commitment from Seth McLaughlin. Bolsters the offensive line. Alabama's starting center the last two years. Can play guard or center. The Buckeyes have flexibility there. Uh, Ohio State also uh, relieves Perry Eliano of his duties after two years as the Buckeyes' safeties coach. That is a huge piece of news considering the way the safeties looked the last couple of years and improved, but also the way um, some things didn't go their way on the recruiting trail, the way things meshed with the coaching staff. And then 10 seconds after Michigan was crowned national champion, I, I know that this was not on accident. Uh, Ohio State lands a massive transfer portal commitment from do-it-all Ole Miss running back, two-time All-SEC running back, Quinshawn Judkins. And now we are full swing into the offseason. Andy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, just thoughts on the last few days because it's been a, I don't think roller coaster even describes it for Ohio State fans and for Ohio State. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good news, a lot of bad news, including with Michigan winning national title for Ohio State fans. So it's kind of a roller coaster, if you will especially last night, as you mentioned, just minutes after that game, Quinshawn Judkins makes his announcement that he's committing to Ohio State. I guess my first initial reaction with that one, because that's the most recent, is, is Travion Henderson going to stay? Is he going to go? If he stays, that's probably the best one-two punch in college football at the running back position, at least in my opinion. If he goes, it's still a good situation for Ohio State at the running back position, because now you have arguably – you know, a top three, top two running back from the SEC leading your team in the backfield. And that's a good position to be in. And if they're both here, Quinshawn Judkins and Travion Henderson, you kind of have your depth concerns cleared up for Ohio State. Now, I don't know what that would do with Dallin Hayden. I don't know if he would stick around to be running back three again, especially after redshirting a season. But that's kind of my initial reaction from the running back standpoint. And then the others, you know, I think the, the defensive staff change, you know, when when that came to light, that was a little bit surprising, uh, just given that, as you mentioned, Spencer, the on-field performance from the safeties was pretty solid this year. I thought the development of Lathan Ransom the last couple of years, Sonny Styles emerging, and then even Josh Proctor, who really didn't come into full form in this, until this year in his sixth season, 
I thought you could give Perry Eliano a lot of credit for that development. But again, the recruiting misses, I guess, with those top five stars, Caleb Downs, you know, KJ Bolden are the two that come to mind the most. You'd not be able to get that talent could eventually put Ohio State in a bind at the safety position. So they're trying to shore that up sooner than later. Yeah, but maybe they'll get them on the second bound. Maybe they'll get those guys on the rebound, <laughs> which is what the transfer portal is all about. And uh, number two, you know, keep in mind that uh, uh, this time a year ago, pretty much uh, Ryan Day or a little bit after Ryan Day put all of the uh, <clears throat> defensive backfield under the aegis of Tim Walton with uh, Perry Eliano majoring in the safeties. So how much of a change that's going to be for the actual people involved, you know, may not be as big as we think. We'll see who he ends up, uh, who he ends up putting at that uh, safety spot from a coaching standpoint, or does he go that route? You know, that remains to be seen. There's something to be said for one guy coaching the secondary. So this one cohesive unit, <clears throat> and but that's a lot of players. So, We'll see where that goes. But the way I would sum up what's going on right now is Michigan won the national championship, uh, obviously, in fine, fine fashion, dominating Washington. So Michigan won this one night in January. But Ohio State, Ohio State's pressing the gas. Ohio State's bound and determined to win the month of January. And I've been very impressed by what I've seen so far. You know, uh, people obviously – all the clamp, et cetera, about what went on the transfer portal for Ohio State in December, when in fact, as we pointed out here, they only lost a couple of guys that really you would have been counting on uh, going into the 2024 season, one of them being uh, running back Chip Trainum, for sure, from a depth standpoint in that running back room. Uh, and what, what do they do? They go out and get in, you could argue, the best running back in the Southeastern Conference the last two years, even this year. And my only question about uh, uh, Quinshawn is how much he's been worked or used over the last two seasons. You know, running backs only have so much tread on the tire, but if you can put him in a room where he doesn't have to be the guy every series, <clears throat> it could be very interesting. And uh, and then, of course, they get, in my opinion, if you watch the video of uh, Seth McFarland, I mean, Seth McLaughlin, the uh, – the, uh, I always want to call him McFarland. McLaughlin, the uh, center from Alabama. By the way, there's a, there's a McFarland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa. That's why I'm getting them mixed up. But I digress. I mean, except for a few bad snaps, and there were a few, this guy's really good, <laughs> at least in my opinion. And, uh, you know, so I I think, for example, Ohio State, Will Howard, we talked about him ad nauseum last week, and we should because uh, he's rocking the boat. And uh, from a quarterback standpoint, I think they've gotten three guys who could be starters, you know, in in September on the offensive side of the ball. That's a pretty good day or a pretty good month in the transfer portal. I would completely agree with that, Tim. You know, last year Ohio State went into the transfer portal, found some guys on the defensive side of the ball to bolster that unit. And, you know, a couple of them helped. A couple of them will help um, here in the future. Uh, but it, it, it did ultimately mean the Buckeyes were going to be a top five defense. Well, where was the deficiency this year? It wasn't with the defense. It was a top five defense. It was on the offensive side of the ball. You didn't like your quarterback play well enough to guarantee Kyle McCord the starter for next year. So you go out and get Will Howard because Kyle McCord leaves the program. You 
aren't sure about the running back depth. You go out and address that with a huge splash in the transfer portal. That's probably the biggest splash Ohio State's made in the portal um, as far as name recognition goes, probably since Justin Fields, if we're being honest, like a two-time All-SEC running back. Yeah, and that wasn't even a portal. You know, that was before the portal really started. Go ahead now. They've got some great players in the portal, but I think as far as name recognition, Quinchon Judkins might be the – the most like sexy name they've brought in since the trend, since they've even opened the transfer portal. This is a massive coup for Ohio state. And then you get a two year starter, a guy who's started 25 games appeared at 38 for Alabama. Like you want some beef up front and on the offensive line, you're getting it a big dose of it from the Southeast from the Southeast. So like, I think Ohio state is, is really attacking where it needs to get better right now. Offensive line, quarterback, even running back, you know, Trayvon Anderson hasn't played a full season in three years. So, I'm impressed with what Ohio State's doing. I think more moves are on the way. Um, and, of course, we'll have that covered at lettermonroe.com. But those people who are, have been doubting Ryan Day, and, and I get the criticisms because, you know, the three losses to Michigan, um, you just lost to the national champion, and then your roster kind of took a nosedive for the Cotton Bowl. Um, he's being as aggressive as I think he can be, given the scholarship numbers, given what he's doing. Um, in the last month, you go from – sulking about the Michigan loss to now signing Jeremiah Smith, keeping Edrick Houston in the fold, signing another five-star wide receiver, Mylon Graham, Aaron Nolan, you know, the offensive lineman that they signed. And then, oh, by the way, go into the portal and get a bunch of guys. I think this last month for Ohio State has kind of reminded folks of what this program is. Yeah. And the guys that have decided to come back, that's like winning, you know, uh, some of these battles, these transfer portal battles are guys, the guys that have decided so far to come back on this roster, that's huge, you know, and uh, we'll see in the final final days uh, how many other guys decide to come back. But that's like winning. That's like winning. Uh, um, it's kind of like a cross between winning a transfer portal battle and a recruiting battle to get a proven player back who you know can help you. Um, I mean, Ty Hamilton, for example, that's a big deal. I mean, uh, to say solid in the middle of that defensive line, Tyleek Williams. I mean, the, those those two guys now. Should they have even been pondering leaving in the first place? You know, that's up to conjecture. But the bottom line is they're coming back and they're already proven and they had good years this year. Uh, you know, it all adds up, man, to a pretty stout roster uh, for the start of spring if a couple other guys pull that same trigger. Andy? Yeah, I'm not sure about Ty Hamilton, but like Tyleek Williams and Jack Sawyer could have easily left. You know, they had great seasons, especially the way Jack Sawyer ended his season. But they've got five starter-level guys on the defense side of the ball who have already announced they're coming back. Tyler Williams, Ty Hamilton, Jack Sawyer, Cody Simon, who announced even before the bowl game. And then Lathan Ransom, who, you know, coming off that injury, people were unsure what would he do next, and he's coming back as well. So yeah. that's five already on the defensive side of the ball alone. I think we're all expecting at least a few more. And, you know, that's a really good sign. As you mentioned, Tim, that's like winning five stars in itself, whether it's you know, keeping them from the transfer portal or keeping them from the NFL draft more likely. And and that's a huge win for a program nowadays. And it, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, heard, I, were, I saw a comment on Twitter the other uh, last couple of days where Ryan Day lost his locker room and I'm going this, what an idiot comment, you know, maybe by an idiot. Uh, I think you can have both. Right. But, uh, but I mean, he lost his locker room, yet you got these guys signing up to come back. Now, there are reasons for all those. Just like you said, one thing is to help yourself in the draft, uh, whatever, but the other is unfinished business. They can, they can be one in the same because it, it's unfinished business if you're not 
ranked in the draft like you want to be too, you know? <laughs> but the bottom line is that the, the idea that Brian Day lost his locker room is a joke. Uh, these these guys are showing an allegiance, which is huge. And you and I, I think we all agree, Spencer, I, Lathan Ransom was going to be the all big, was going to be an all big 10 safety, in my opinion. Uh, maybe y'all disagree, but uh, that's a huge get if he comes back 100% uh, totally healthy, uh, for example. And uh, I didn't mean to leave those other guys out. I was just talking about sort of like recent ones that just jumped out of my mind. Obviously, Jack Sawyer coming back is huge. We'll see if JT Tui Molowile, what, what happens with him. Yeah, uh, if you want to see those Buckeyes next year on the field uh, when they all return, and the new Buckeyes on August 31st, 234 short days from now, use the promo code Buckeyes for $20 off your first purchase in the Game Time app. That is right. Use the promo code Buckeyes for $20 off your first purchase in the Game Time app. They do this thing where they match prices, uh, even help you with prices, because if you find a ticket on the Game Time app, you buy it, you find a ticket in the same section at a competing ticketing website, and then you go back to game time and say, hey, look what I found. They'll give you, a, they'll refund you 110% the difference of that ticket price. That's right. The terms do apply, as we always like to say here. But use the promo code Buckeyes. Get $20 off your first purchase in the game time app today. Uh, yeah, I, I think the returns are huge. Um, but this is something that's been building for a while. Um, really since the Michigan game, of talking about guys potentially returning way before the Cotton Bowl. A lot of guys played in the Cotton Bowl. Um, I, I'm not discounting those at all, but, you know, I, I think these transfer portal additions that, that the Buckeyes have seen, especially Seth McLaughlin, even more than Quinchon Judkins, because Judkins is, is a great player, but you need an offensive line help, Andy. I think this really does start to solidify this offense for next year and shows you that um, the deficiencies Ohio State has, they know that they had to address this offseason. Um, and and th I think it shows the urgency that they're acting with in, when it comes to the 2024 calendar year. Yeah, not only the urgency from Ryan Day, but also the urgency from Justin Fry, probably at the offensive line standpoint. I mean, this is a make or break year for him as well, entering his third year with the program. And I think for him, it, it's got to be, you know, if we have the talent here, okay, if we don't, let's go get more. And I think even at this point, even with you know, the addition that they've made, I still feel like they could make more on the offensive line. I still think they could pull in more new faces to at least add to the competition. We saw them add two offensive linemen last year, Victor Cutler Jr., who ended up being a backup at the center position. And then, of course, with Josh Simmons, who's ended up starting at left tackle from San Diego State. I think they could still add at least one more offensive lineman in the transfer portal. I think they need to add at least one more offensive lineman in the transfer portal. I, I still think when people are posting like projections of what the Ohio State offensive line and the Ohio State offensive lineup in general could look like, the offensive line is still the weak point in my eyes. And I know that's just because we saw the Cotton Bowl and, and everything go poorly in that. But, um, you know, I, st I still think that's the weakest part of this offense. And I think there needs to be done uh, a little bit more to revamp that because it doesn't matter what running back you add. It doesn't matter what quarterback you add. If your offensive line can't block effectively, you know, you're not going to be able to, to win in the college football playoff. Wait a minute. Did I just wander into a football 101 class? I think yeah. I did. Right. I'm sitting in the back, though. Yeah, uh, yeah you're exactly right. And uh, uh, what bothered you was it wasn't just, in my opinion, it wasn't just how the starter – I mean, the starters played really well against average teams, not so well against, you know, like teams, in my opinion. But then there was no – there was no depth, you know, that we saw where you go, okay, let's shoot this guy in there. 
maybe he'll do a better job. But there was no confidence in the depth, even in that Cotton Bowl. You know, I'm going to be I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have no idea what happened with Carson Hensman from the standpoint of I asked straightforward question after the game whether there was a disciplinary action or not, and Ryan Day talked all the way around that and didn't answer the question. Clearly, there was something there other than uh, he was beaten out, and we're just going to go. Uh, with Enoch Vamahi at right guard and Matt Jones at center because that didn't work, you know, and uh, unless you were putting in a door and then it worked, it worked day, very good. Uh, but uh, yeah, the depth there and you got, you got, I've always believed with an offensive line coach, you've got to give him time, not only to get rolling, but three years, you got to give them three years to get their guys in there too, you know, because uh, it is a, uh, it is an assembly line when it comes to offensive linemen still. You know, they're, like I always say, there's not very many Orlando Paces that have ever walked in the front door. And uh, so we'll see where that goes. But another place where I think they could use a body, and y'all, I know y'all are going to laugh at me, but I, I think they could use a proven style player at wide receiver, you know, out of the portal. I truly believe that. And uh, just from the standpoint of maybe adding some uh, depth or – uh, uh, wherever you're, whatever else you want to call it, uh, leadership to that wide receiver room of an older of an older guy going into this year. What what are your thoughts on that? I don't think that it would be the worst idea, but I ultimately don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, there are there's scholarship crunch. To be honest, the Buckeyes still have positions they need to fill. Um, you know, a new safeties coach is probably going to want to bring at least one new body in. For being honest, just to to help bolster what he thinks needs to happen in that room. Uh, you know, you look at defensive end. I think they still could stand to to add a defensive end uh, more than they need to add a a wide receiver. Um, you you kind of count on the young wave to be the young wave, but also be the next wave. Um, so. I, I don't think that a, a receiver would happen, but I, I see where you're coming from. I understand why you would say you would think that, um, and I don't think that you're wrong, Tim, uh, by any stretch. But the additions that they're making and that they have made have shown that they trust the wide receivers. They didn't yeah. blame the wide receivers. Um, there are there are some out there who have been critical of Brian Hartline and the wide receivers this year, and that's they. I, I think there two things can be true. They they took a little bit of a step back. We'll talk about that all off season. Um, but also, um, they trust the wide receivers to get open when it comes to having Will Howard as their quarterback because they brought in Will Howard. They trust the wide receivers to do a good job of blocking downfield when it comes to trading Henderson potentially and Quinchon Judkins for sure now. So like the moves that they're making show you where they think they're okay. And I think they know that they're okay at left tackle, whether people like it or not, because the narrative was set in August rather than in November. Josh Simmons was really good at the end of the year. He really was. He was good. And like, so, what's what sticking? What sticks in my head is that one play, though, man. I just, uh, I mean, you can't blame a guy for one play, right? But when he let that guy go and just flattened Devin Brown after Devin Brown went back in the Cotton Bowl game, that's just wow. He I never had a shot at that guy. Speed rusher. I mean, it was crazy. Go ahead. I'm not dismissing the Cotton Bowl, but I, I've got thoughts on the Cotton Bowl. We could get into it another well, time. I think, I think Josh Simmons. Well, really why good. not get into it now? 
Because I'm trying to keep this video on the rails, Tim. I'm trying oh, to I got you. I got you. So I can make a title for it and make it all look good. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I know. And I'm the opposite of keeping something on the rails. I understand that. Go ahead. That's why we, that's why we keep you around, Tim. Uh, you know, I think they they know that they're set at left tackle with Josh Simmons. They have that yeah. anchor that they can build off of. He was really good in November. Uh, I agree. Against, even against Michigan, I thought he was really good. Uh, you know, they – they think that they probably need help on the interior now that Matt Jones is gone because there's no longer the flexibility again in the Michigan State week to say, hey, maybe Matt Jones can play center for us. Let's try it out and then not do it until the Cotton Bowl. So, like, they they address the interior of the offensive line. They think that they've got something good at left tackle. They needed a running back. They needed a quarterback. They, they look like they don't need a wide receiver. They're not hosting a lot on the defensive line like we thought maybe they would. So, like, follow the tea leaves. Follow the action. The action is going to tell you everything you need to know. And Ryan Day said after the Cotton Bowl, we're, Tim, I got to go to Andy. He hasn't talked to him forever. Oh. Uh, uh, he doesn't you know, feel that good. Good. The, the action says that that they know where they need to get better, Andy. And I think that you're seeing that with their transfer portal additions right now with Seth McLaughlin, with the, the quarterback, Will Howard, with Quinchon Judkins. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about earlier in the video, there was a lot of this maybe impatience among uh, State fans just being like, are they going to act in the transfer portal? What's going on here? I think people need to remember, too, sometimes the best players are still playing in the college football yeah. playoff. They're not going to be leaving their team until the college football playoffs over. So look at these pickups. I mean, you know, I get the only one of the three is was playing in the CFP, but the other two are championship caliber players, I, I believe. You know, Ole Miss was a top 10, top 15 team a lot of this year, and you look at Kansas State – and I know that they weren't as good this year, but last year they were, of course, playing on championship weekend in the conference championship realm. So th there's a lot to be said about the kind of players that Ohio State is pulling in, maybe at the right time. You know, I think there's a maybe a little bit of an instinct to pull in players as soon as they enter the transfer portal because you want to get them before they're scooped up. But I think there's also something to be said about getting the guys that maybe waited a little bit or, you know, for Seth McLaughlin, like he's still starting for, an Alabama team that was contending for a national championship, you know, and by the way, yeah, he didn't play well against Michigan. So now he has an added incentive to, to win that game too. He's kind of blending in well with, with all the other Ohio state guys that want to beat Michigan after everything that's happened in the last couple of years. And, and especially this year. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think there's a, they talk about the culture fit and that's the one right there that, that fits him with the culture, right. You know, it has a edge and a chip on his shoulder and then also fits in the positional need. Um, you know, Will Howard's already talked about how this was the perfect fit for him in terms of wanting to up his NFL draft stock, wanting to win a national championship and, of course, beat, as he already said, that team up north. So th there's all this to be said about, you know, when you're getting I think for it's for Ohio State, this has been the right time to do it. And I think it's all about patience in a sport that's become very impatient. Yeah. Seth McLaughlin was a starting center at Alabama, not Alabama A&M, you know, or Auburn. I mean, Alabama. So I'm interested to maybe hear even more in depth from him about what's going on with his move. Clearly, if you go back and watch the last play against uh, Michigan uh, with the way he, you know, it was a little bit, you know, it wasn't a bad snap. It was an off center snap part. That's kind of like uh, redundant. Uh, but, uh, but the way he kind of like walked away and discussed from that play was interesting, you know, but uh so we'll see where that goes. You know, there could be still be some competition there. Carson Hinsman, I don't think has evaporated. He's somewhere, you know, uh, we'll see where, how that goes. The only interesting thing about all this guys is 
I'm uh, and we'll get into this in another one of these videos. I'm sure is what it what is the plan for Dallin Hayden? I mean, I why redshirt a guy? You know, I mean, I, I don't understand the redshirt aspect of it. And uh, now I understand improving yourself when you can in a room when you need to get an immediate impact guy. You got two guys coming in who are freshmen into the running back room who are really highly touted. One, you know, they're different guys without a doubt. They're different kinds of play, of running backs. Uh, but uh, I'm just wondering what Dallin Hayden, you know, is, is really thinking here because obviously we don't get to talk to these guys every day. Dallin Hayden, when he's been called on, has delivered. You know, it's not like <clears throat> he says some guy's gone in there and taken up space. In some ways, he del he's delivered as well as, uh, um, you know, as Mayan Williams did or or, a or, or a Chip Train. I mean, in, in, in terms of being effective uh, the last couple of years. And yet, I seem I don't I don't I don't I don't understand what's going on in that room, I guess, is my point. So we'll see where it goes. I think we all like and, and Andy touched on it a minute ago. Uh, sometimes the guys you want are still playing in the transfer portal and in the coaching ranks. Right. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the next couple of weeks. I'm just curious as anybody to see what happens with the offensive staff uh, down the line here. Yeah, we'll get into uh, the the Dallin Hayden piece of that uh, next week after all NFL drafts decisions are done. Maybe give a little sneak peek into the coverage. After all NFL draft decisions are done, I will go position by position and do a roster reset for every position on the field, even special teams, um, as we talk about that. Maybe we'll even do a coaching staff reset as well because uh, more changes um, are expected to be on the way for Ohio State. We will have them covered at lettermanroad.com where we have everything covered. Uh, so the Seth McLaughlin uh, transfer, the Letterman Lounge message board told you that that was in the works. Uh, Quinchon Judkins, the Letterman Lounge message board had had you covered there. And, and we, uh, you know, have been talking about that for a few days now. Um, you know, possible staff changes. We're still talking about that at the Letterman Lounge message board. All that to say is go to the Letterman Lounge message board and you will be informed on Ohio State football. Make sure you keep watching the Letterman Row YouTube channel. And you will be just as informed on Ohio State football. But you can go to lettermanrow.com right now. Get all the coverage that you want for $1 for your first month. That's right. $1 for your first month. Kick 2024 off in style with $1 for your first month at lettermanrow.com, where Andy Backstrom's coverage resides. I got it right that time. Where Tim May's coverage resides. I got it right a second time. And I'm just Spencer Holbrook, but I'm there every day. We cover the Buckeyes 365 days a year. We do it today. We'll do it tomorrow. We do it the day Michigan wins the national championship. I know you don't want to hear that, but that's what we do. By the way, that's cheaper than Peacock, you know, and and uh, I'll just leave it at that because people are going to need Peacock this weekend. <laughs> yeah, as the NFL playoffs kick off, C.J. Stroud going to finally get it, uh, you know, a chance to prove himself in the NFL playoffs during his brilliant rookie year. A lot, lot to talk about with Ohio State. All that's to say, go to lettermanrow.com. You'll see it all. For Tim May, the 40-year vet. For Andy Backstrom, I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow for another one of these videos.